We are live now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as we are streaming via StreamYard to YouTube as well as to Facebook on the Be Show Mission. Welcome. We are back together live in studio for Ripples in Time, the Be Show Mission's Kindred podcast. Episode two, as we review Sabina, the second episode of the FX Hulu miniseries, Kindred. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. And as always on Ripples in Time, we are joined by our co-hosts. And I'll let them introduce themselves, starting with the Lady Char. Charlin. Been known by Lilith Treble in the past. Thank you. Um, and it's your girl, the green hair bombshell Ariel, back in the building. Right. right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time. A long time. We're reviewing the second episode of Kindred, Sabina. And the way we work this, ladies and gentlemen, is that we will be reviewing the episode itself first. So, spoiler alerts if you haven't been watching Kindred. Um, then we will take a slight break and ask Charlene, what would Octavia think of this episode of, uh, the adaptation before we get into BVS, when we compare what happened in this episode versus the book Kindred. All right. But first the synopsis of Sabina. A nosy neighbor puts the wrong kind of spotlight on Dana before a nasty fall triggers a trip back to the past. Kevin gains firsthand experience of Dana's troubles as the pair are forced to play uncomfortable roles in order to stay out of harm's way. And that is um, IMDb's summary or summation of the episode Sabina. Let's get into open conversation of what we thought about this episode. I'm going to start with you, Ariel. Okay. Ariel. Ariel. Yes. Um, no. Uh, so I think the thing that stuck out for me the most in this episode is how uh, fish out of water Kevin is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Kevin that we see in this episode is very, very different than the kind of borderline cocky like i'm not a murderer i'm t-, you know like that his whole thing in the first episode mm-hmm. and now every time you see him his legs kind of turned in he just looks like a kid in every he just and it's um yeah it's it's interesting and again just kind of same man and you take him out of this one situation or or you know th- that he understands and now he's thrown into this new thing mm-hmm. and while clearly it's uncomfortable all around, it's like Dana kind of hits her stride and maybe it's because she's been there before. So she's a little more um, ready for what has to be done. But he is just, he is bumbling over his word. Mm-hmm. He, he just, it's just, it's, um, I feel like if she wasn't there, he would really be, he would be lost um, in a way that, you know, again, you're, you're like, white man, it's your time. So, but he is, but he is not, uh, He's not of that time. Not of that time. And it's, yeah, because he gets taken back in time along with, with Dana. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, to preface it with that. Sorry, assuming everybody saw it. Um, but yeah, so I just, 
I think I kept coming back to that. And again, I think this episode is one that um, kind of focuses on white men mm. in a way that the book doesn't. Mm. So I'll just say it like this. In the book, you really stay with Dana. So even when Kevin is in that time, you don't get any of his experiences. Everything yeah, is really yeah. through her, mm-hmm. her um, uh, point of view. Point yeah, her perspective. Her perspective. And so to, you know, spend time with Kevin, again, you see a little bit of a different side because there, there's even a uh, uh, scene where the two white men are talking. So Waylon and Kevin. And just everything is just very awkward and entitled and even like so thinking about Waylon and how he deals with not just the enslaved people but his wife mm. and then even going down mm. to Rufus like I literally I was like you literally watch let me see what I wrote you watch Rufus go from like a victim because he fell out of a tree so he's a little boy who just fell out of a tree to this innocent child he's hurt he's in pain um he's curious like when he's asking dana about oh you can read i think i felt like that was genuine curiosity and then to a brat uh privileged yeah privileged brat Mm -hmm. with his mom shooing his mom away and it's like i don't think much of his mom but if if i would have ever shooed my mom away it would just be a headstone it was like that was the end of ariel (laughs) like so so to see that and then and then you I feel like Dana has this moment of realization on her face, like she is seeing his potential to become a monster. Like, mm-hmm. you know, really in the same vein as his dad, just this very selfish, entitled, you know, everyone is there to serve him. Um, and he's being conditioned uh, to do that or be that way from, you know, in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean, which is a scary thing. Like you are literally looking at this person who who is most likely going to become a monster and... Well, Ooh, spoiler. Have we talked about that? Have we talked about that? I mean, that's not on the we show. Kind of. We kind of broached it last time. Right. Yeah, but I think feel like we broached it in the book part. I don't know. Right. I was about to say part. that they, they yeah. haven't. Well, they haven't. I think confirmed. pointedly they haven't talked about it on the show yet. They have not. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So I know. So I don't know if we want to go there just yet. Okay. But. I mean, there's. Edit that out now. There's plenty <laughs> avoiding that, that part. I would just say that. I think that the child actor that's playing Rufus, it was so foreign to him to shoe that I actually saw him come out of character doing this part. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So awkward. It wasn't like, it was like. But it was almost like he was play acting. It's something he's seen before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's what I felt. Was- I too felt like you like this exploration of the whiteness of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it was like hitting me on the head a little bit. It's like, hmm. Okay, this is interesting. It's been some t- a lot of time with this this perspective. Yeah. And there was a part of me that was, you know, knowing that this was Hulu, but this was FX mm-hmm. produced for Hulu. I was, it it shocked me. I thought that they maybe even pulled their punches a little bit. Like it could have been a little bit even more raw. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, not that I was, I was fine with they, that they didn't, but I was just surprised that they did. But wait, FX is not like cable cable. Like they'd all HBO. But, no, but, uh, but it's Snowfall. Sons of Anarchy. They, yeah. they, oh, Sons of Anarchy was FX? Yeah. I, okay. I don't think I knew yeah, that. Especially for a show that I think is only streaming. 
Exactly. That's the other thing, too. Like, you know, it's on streaming, it's on Hulu. So, which is usually like when, when Disney, which kind of like owns it, Mm -hmm. wants some little, like, rougher fare to go on, they'll put it. Put it right. there. So I was just surprised. Okay. I mean, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I actually liked the, the portrayal of Kevin a little bit because I felt like the 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 cockiness that you kind of talked about he showed in episode one, that was slowly winnowing away as the episode went on and he became more and more comfortable with Dana. With Dana. And I felt like him, whatever cockiness he was showing, he was still a little awkward and nerdy with it. You know what I mean? I mean, he's nerd. Like, don't misunderstand me. He is nerdy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, you know, he's like a, a geeky guy, but there was still a confidence in how he presented himself to her, I think, you know, within his First within episode. his nerdy yeah. fear. But no, you know no, what I'm no, no, certainly. What, that is, does not exist anymore. Well, and no. A comfort. He's, like, comfortable with himself and his right. surroundings. Exactly. I think that when he gets pulled away, we do see that kind of fall away but i i personally wonder if dana wasn't there would he not have acclimated easier i don't like, think he, he i don't think he would have i don't know so i mean we can talk about it i don't think i actually don't think he yeah, would have this 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 kevin doesn't strike me this kevin this portrayal of kevin doesn't strike me as someone who is acclimating that easily and i think that is a choice from the makers We'll get to the book, but because mm. you know this, this is a different Kevin. It feels this is a very different Kevin. It feels it doesn't feel genuine to me. Really, really, Kevin. yeah, it does feel genuine. I mean, I I do think the actor's doing a good job with it. Like again, even showing that like transition, it does feel genuine to me. So, could I ask why, why for you it doesn't feel genuine? I <clears throat> I'm saying that the to write it that way doesn't feel genuine. Well, then, okay. right. Write it right. that way feels insincere, mm-hmm. particularly as they're trying to give it all this modernity. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, in contemporary culture, I'm sorry, but the the beer and cheese bro, like, that he shows up as, even the most nerdy, arrives with this um, sense of uh, expertise and, like, right. knowledge base that I feel like there needed to be a little bit of that for him to be humbled by that historical moment also. Like, I, I, it it was annoying to me that he was showing up with this seeming, oh, oh, you know, night I mean, but, but I, I, it I, also I, just time travel, so you got to give him a long. True. I actually agree with you a lot, mm-hmm. and when we get to the book part, because I do think, I think there is whiteness as white people think of themselves mm-hmm. and whiteness the way it is seen through black eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think this this sentiment that he was so horrified and and his sensibilities, like he was actually scandalized, is a depiction of whiteness the way white people want to think of themselves. Yes. Hmm. And that's how I experienced that moment of him playing the piano. Right. This whole he's a what doofus like, and oh my goodness, I can't believe that. I think that is a choice of the show. Mm-hmm. That's the choice of the show. I also was, I was a little thrown by how easily Dana had acclimated. And then Kevin was, oh, you know, this whole fish out of water and 
I don't know what's going on. Dana, what are we going to do? But it, w- it was interesting to me that they spent so much time with the white men. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I think that's the nature of, of a television show. You can't, well, that's not true. Like the book is 100% from the perspective of Dana. Sorry, Lynn, I know I'm messing up your, your parts. Go. But <laughs> I think the nature of the show, I guess the perspective they're trying to show everybody's and, and you get Kevin and you get this Kevin. So it was, you know, it was, I, 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 you know what? It, was no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it makes me think, and I'm not going to go deep into like book comparison, but it does, it does adaptation wise. I mean, we cover like how many hundreds of pages in two episodes, right? It, well, already, right? And there's that. Yeah. And so I think when you're trying to distill and and the choices like you said that the writers like those choices that got made in the writer's room right then in the direction like the way that actors were instructed to personify and build up their characters i I think it was like it was too much i was like overwhelming and then you kind of i feel like everything is like a little bottomed out in the episode in a way that it doesn't. I don't even have to have read the book to feel that. It. Feel, I feel a little empty watching, and I've watched. I watched each episode a number of times to see if. Right. I was shocked that Kevin went in the past with her that quickly. And too. Like I was really shocked that we did not get a chance to see more of Dana in the mm-hmm. past by herself, dealing with the past before they brought Kevin in. Even if I hadn't read the book, I would have said, wow, you you know, it's, you know, it's like, like there's one episode before this, they spend 15, 20 minutes on the meet cute between her and, and, Mm -hmm. and Kevin and they're going to Ikea and, and, and listening to records. (laughs) She goes back in the past. She comes back in the second episode almost immediately. Now Kevin's in the mix. And I think in the, the past, the meet cute, we kind of got a sense of the money that she had. Yeah. Remember, we were right, troubled right, yeah, by yeah. that. But then we don't even get to know, even when she calls her aunt, we barely get anything out of her aunt about right. her mother. Right. Like not allowing some some buildup or, or some some meet cute between us and the heroine. Right. Well, supposed heroine is it feels it feels funny. It does feel funny to me. Yeah, I'll say I was annoyed. The, I was annoyed by the aunt's character. It's like, why wouldn't you just tell, like, she's an adult yeah. and she's asking you questions about her mother. I didn't like that hesitancy of like, why are you asking? Right. She's grown. Oh, did <laughs> and she say you're like your mother? Didn't she yeah. call her? Yeah, she did say Like yeah. you're being like your mother or something in the first episode? Also, it seems I like a detail, that. like they never found your mother's body. Yeah, right. she didn't know. Not, I have come up at some point <laughs> in your life. Right. That's true. Well, it, 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 that's a strange detail for you to be finding out at 28. Mm-hmm. Well, but it sounds like there's been a huge disconnect between the family. So, oh, I get you. No, but I it's her. That. But it's her mother. Yeah, but but if you but they but didn't find the body. Okay, but if all right, but if you as the daughter growing up, right, right, no one is talking to you about it. You know, right. it it becomes this thing you don't talk about. That could be a detail that you you. Never learn. So you live with the grandmother enough that the grandmother left you the brownstone and 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 like 
Dawn said, come stay with me whenever you want. If you're on the West Coast, even if she's just being polite and pleasant. And we're thinking, what do we think? She's like 27, 28. You're thinking in 20 years, it never came up that they never found your mother's there body? There could be some cover-up. We don't Yeah, know. I know. I can actually see that, a, a detail like that not coming up. You it know what's very FXy mystery, you know. Okay. It plot. also feels like Neat. what typically happens with black female or femme characters mm -hmm. where there's just so much responsibility put on them to be okay with that dynamic to be okay with being thrust back in time, to be okay with like, she's in a new city, to be okay mm -hmm. with being a new homeowner. Like there's just, there's there's the the weight of the world on her and some shit where like, she doesn't even really know and she finds out in the moment, has to process, she processed that mad fast, right? You yeah. Know? If yeah. at all. And I wonder if maybe that was a part of a trigger because I know that we think that it's about Rufus tugging, but maybe her, finding that out as a part of her personal trigger of getting thrust back to go ahead or nope. that they're experiencing the the things in tandem mm -hmm. in each of their realities okay i mean i definitely just from the convert their conversation or Dana's conversation with Rufus about it, it does seem like it is an ability that Rufus had cuz i definitely at one point was sure, like "Baby, sure, sure. come get this kid" right like you know what i mean? Like, but so I do think whatever it is, it is him that's doing it. Um, and I actually I like because I don't remember this reading it, but I liked that he saw Dana mm -hmm. right before she gets pulled back. So it's not just like it, it's happening for both of them. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw you. And then and now you're here. And she saw the tree and the right. snowfall. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think in a lot of ways you have to treat this like a, a brand new text. That's and, why I'm making right. Like we can't assume yeah. that Rufus is just because that's what happens. Yeah. In the book, so there is that. That's why I feel yeah. confident doing that. Only because mm -hmm. it's been so much different. It's than I just expected it. It's, anyway, it's, so. it's this thing has veered mm -hmm. off so much mm -hmm. already. It has. It has. Right. It was, uh, and I'm only going by what y'all tell me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming that it, it has. Um. This did focus on the white family a lot. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of whether or not how far it veers from the, the book, let's deal with the episode itself and what we're shown of this white family. And shown, the hot mess of it all. Yeah, this yeah. very dysfunctional yeah, family. Yeah. There's this dysfunctional mm -hmm. family um, from the, the, the husband, father, who is... I don't know. He seems like I think they're trying to paint him as like just the typical white man in this time. Like, but not mm -hmm. like they're not trying to make him too much of like, you know, like he's not some over the top crazy slave owner like you might see in like Rosewood or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but he is but he definitely is a man who's entitled, soaking up in his privilege, who knows what he's doing with his wife. Um, his wife seems a little, she's got some issues. Um, it And I didn't, part of me, when I was looking at his depiction, that was to me, them trying to have their cake and eat it too, mm -hmm. with presenting mm -hmm. this this uh, plantation, mm -hmm. as you will. 
you know, to not show it as like, you know, the the typical plantation you might see in in black genre fiction. It snuck out. I'm going to tell you when. When the doctor left and he paid him with one of his... Oh, no. Slaves. No, it does. It, it does show. I think that that was the way that we understand how the atrocities are happening. We're not going to show it explicitly in the yeah. episode, but that... That let me know who was. You let you know that he, he still is. Oh, yeah. And the way that the doctor was so giddy to experiment. Mm. Oh, yeah. The way that the doctor was about to bloodlet the child for a broken ball. And yeah. and now wash his hands while yeah. coughing into yeah. his hand. Like that part. Which I love. Okay. Well, okay. I actually, the time. No, I actually yeah. laughed out loud, though, because Kevin and Dana both did like this. Right. Like, that man just coughed his hand was like, there's no time to wash. <laughs> Let's go touch. A sick person. Like, that is historically accurate. Right? I have to say that's the time. That's historically accurate. I mean, the wife, the wife has a husband that's the type of husband that he is, and is being dosed with laudanum. Obviously. Yeah, and not dosed. Will. Now, she's not being dosed. She is being doused. She is being held down and like, look, 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 like taking it back. I'm like, whoa, and was like, I think that. To, I, I look I'm speechless at the way that after they did that and she was sedated and she sat there and she kind of grieved into her condition you know like her place in that society yeah and okay not only did we see white family we saw white that white plantation society mm-hmm. yeah that's right and yeah. I I was mortified, mortified in that moment by it. And then this fool starts playing the piano, playing a jig on the piano. I'm a musician, man. (laughs) That part, him playing the piano, I was like, okay, where's this coming from? I love what Vince said about that's how they like to see themselves. Yeah, Yeah, you know, he brought us, he had his phone with him. He was really sad. (laughs) I'm really sad. I'm listening to some music. I think part of the problem with this depiction, because I... There's a part of me that gets where they're trying to go with him, right? Whether or not you believe it or not. I I think I understand what they're trying to do with Kevin. I think the problem is that is the actor. I don't think the actor is pulling it off. I 100% get what they're trying to do with it, but it completely goes against what Butler was doing in the novel with Kevin. Well, it sounds like there's a whole lot of this this uh, show is going mm-hmm. against what Butler right. was doing in the night. Like, there's some really, really insightful and incisive commentary on whiteness with Kevin. In, in, the, the, book. in the book. Yeah, it's not you here. do not get with this. Like, this Kevin's hands are clean. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a bit of a lovable doofus. And that's what they're trying to show. Right. Trying to, I, like, I love how you said beer and cheese because that's exactly who he is. He's a beer and cheese bro. He likes records. I'm in a band. I got a tattoo. I know. I was like, look at him with all his hipster tattoos when he's changing his clothes. But, but, okay, so I'll say, again, not to keep comparing, but I just want to acknowledge, like, the time difference. So, Butler, that's the 70s, right, versus 2020. So, do you feel like taking into that taking that into account mm-hmm. is what we get from Kevin in 2020 more genuine 
for the I, I I'll just say woke white I guess uh, they, I feel like that's uh, what he's supposed to be right he's uh, not to a degree to a degree right yeah. Oops, sorry to a degree I think there's woke white and I think there's oblivious sort of doofus white okay, okay. and I think this sort of depiction of him as for for lack of a better word like a slacker and kind of go along with it is not the whiteness that you get the commentary on like i think he would i think it would have been a more accurate modern depiction of kevin if kevin was more like like almost uh, um that he went to temple like he's a, got like a ed degree you know right education. right 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 Something. right like like a he exactly be annoying or the or the head of a um of a non-profit not high yeah like the 45 year old non-profit dude Executive who has who, who has a um a, a degree from wharton mm-hmm. and yeah you know yeah. you know he look i, I would <laughs> i'm gonna take <laughs> take take away from from get out he would have voted for obama a third time if he could have he's a good guy he wears jeans and a blazer, but he's used to being in charge. So that that's the Kevin. That is that's the Kevin. That is that would be well, well. That's that would be a modern Kevin. Okay. The modern version of the 1977 Kevin. Okay. So that okay. the modern version of the Kevin that is in the book. Right. Okay. But that's not the Kevin they pulled. So that's not the Kevin they created in this episode. Right. This episode. So saying, do you feel that this Kevin, this this Kevin is? Is a representative, a fair representative of a 2020? No, that's what I'm saying. I disagree. I actually would say, and this is me dipping my toe into the what would Octavia say? I think that she would have actually been like, I mean, I've observed her white men in this era. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, if, if this is what the girls are going for, and we. I mean, we have to take everything into account. Mm-hmm. The way that social media has created these reductive experiences of each other, the way that they their meeting can it it can't go. The meet cute can be very short into very very, very deep commitments mm-hmm. outside of even you know the adolescence of like not knowing what you're committing to and all mm-hmm. of that. This shit can happen dumb fast here with little to no foundation that was had in the 70s. Well, I, I think politically, I think we're kind of talking about two different things. I think we're talking about their relationship and how fast that moved. And, I mean, and, no. and but then I think there's also again and and this is to, just to pull her her white men from a couple of different texts. Sure. I think Octavia Butler really had something to say about what we've come to call toxic masculinity. Fair. And this sort of sensibility that white men, because I am a white man, I'm used to being in charge. Mm-hmm. I'm used to moving through the world in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'm used to people deferring to me so that I have a hard time buying him having as hard of a time as he is transitioning into this world because one of the really salient points of the novel is that Kevin, Kevin switched it up pretty smoothly. He knew how to play. Because, and, and he, and he's a good guy. Uh-huh. They're married. 
everything. But there are moments throughout the text where it's like, this is not that difficult for me to slide into. And I think to have this type of white man, you know, again, sort of a dude, bro, not even a dude, bro. Yeah, because I don't think no, just, it's not even a dude, bro. He like, it would be better if he was a dude, bro. He's a beer and cheese connoisseur. He's a, he's a white musician. It's frankly a cop-out. It's a cop-out because, because, you know, it's like, because he's a lovable white guy. This is a lovable guy. I, I see, I still don't, I, I don't see it as a cop-out. Um, And I see, I see this guy as, as depicted here, as a white guy who, you know, you know, fell for this girl he saw, he saw in the restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. And through, you know, strange forces beyond his or her control, he is now sucked up in what has to be the most absurd, craziest relationship he has ever been in, right? And yes, he doesn't. I, I can see, you know, he, he, he the rug being pulled out from underneath his feet. He does travel back in time and he travels back in time to to a point where, you know, just because of how he presents, he should be top dog there. But that goes against against what? Against his sensibilities. Okay. So so for the 30 years that he's been a white man, the fact that he should be top dog because he's a white man. This is a concept that he's just running into. No, when saying, he goes in the past. I'm not saying that he's just coming into, but there, there's a, uh, there is still a big, there is a difference between being a white guy, you know, baked and whatever privilege comes with with that. Um, and and I and I also believe that to a degree, the Kevin of 2020 of wherever he is, you know, realizes that there is some he has some privilege whether or not he's 100% dealt with. And I think he's a guy that's, that's aware of it as, as, as opposed to white guys back in slavery days who have don't give a damn about it. And him being transported back to there with his, with his lady and being like, yo, thrown, thrown off his, off his slide, you know, like he's like, Oh my God, where am I? Where am I at? This, what does this mean? I can see that happening. I can see her through being a being able to to acclimate through there. One, because yes, she has been there before. Two, because she's been there and and now she's realizing that there's a part of her, there's a part of her history that is baked in there because her mother is there. Um, who knows what, you know, um uh metachondrals maybe flowing through her and her mom that make them be able to 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 access and be cool with that um much easier than anybody else uh and he having having to like ride that wave and and figure it out in real time and it now i don't think the actor gets this over super well but i think the character as it is written i can i'm fine with it i i i, I, I see what's happening at you're trying to let this white man have humanity or something like that. I get it. I get it. I mean, where you're going with it. I think he's still lousy. Because <laughs> when, you, when you get there and you know that Dana is in a way worse position than you are, mm -hmm. he should have been playing into things way better. He could have prevented her from having to sleep in the 
cold cellar. He shouldn't have done whatever he was trying to do with the dude where he was like, well, I don't know about the way that she talks. Uh, does he, it, uh, do all the niggers from New York talk like that? Oh, he was so horrified to hear that oh, word. I don't know. No, pull up your freaking britches, your, your pantaloons. And like, but I think the point is he's not that guy, though. Like, he's not the guy that Vince just right. described. That's not him. That's not Even him. without knowing about the book, to me, it's unimpressive that a white man would end up in a in an era that he's well aware of and not do everything that he can to protect a black woman. The black woman is still expected to explain everything to him. That was stupid. Okay. I wouldn't date him when we got Mac. That'd be like, here. Well, I mean, so I, I did have a note just about even um, the good guy of it all because I was like, man, you know, he... Because he is scared. It's like you got that nosy neighbor who is, you know, in the sauce. She noticed the scratch on his neck. Mm. You know, every time she comes to the door, he's answering. So she's already like, whatever. So he's scared because he's like, if something happens to you, I mean, she's, I mean, she's already, yeah, right. she's already got a black eye. Or if you do not come back, I'm in trouble. Like he says that. So I like even him That's holding her when she starts to disappear. He's like, he's, he's like, I need to stay with you because what will happen to me when you're not there? So it was very self-serving. Right. And that's and, actually a plot point I, I liked a little bit. Yeah. And, and I thought, <laughs> but I thought that was also interesting because again, not to keep going back, but their, uh, their relationship is different than in the book and they're only dating here and just. Right. So they're, it's not an established relationship. It's like y'all more or less just hooked up and now like real shit is happening. Right. <laughs> and, and if I was Kevin, I'd be like... <laughs> You know, how to get out. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that they that they deal with that with him saying, basically, I got to keep an eye on you or I might go down for some type of crime. Yes. And your point about them, they're just dating. My thing is, he came in hot and heavy in her business from the giddy up. He was at the at the table at the restaurant, you know, in the, you know, sauce not knowing the flavor. Mm -hmm. And then when she, she, her phone was dead, needing a ride, he was like, I'm gonna take you here. Let me do this enormous display. This yeah. Performance yeah. of good guying again. I mean, in his defense, she is fun. <laughs> so, I mean, you gotta, you gotta know. Like if she didn't look like this actress, I don't know if he would have did all that. Right. But she was fun. Like, like that part I got. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, take your shot, young man. Take your shot. Like, do your thing. That's true. But then it, it's gone left. But, you know, that part I do get. You'll get, you'll get, you'll get used the to that. The way that you get with me is the way you got to be with me. Oh, so. But that's never, but that's never the thing. Oh, the way, the way, the way, nice that the way they got you is never what you, you're like, wait a minute, what's right. happening? Like, it's always this moment of like. Right, right. Oh, you're right. I get you right. Like I recently you need learned, a phone charger. I got a phone charger. I recently learned on our meet cute. Uh -huh, I was asked like, "Oh, do you want a drink?" And I was like, "Oh, no, thank you." So instead, I was brought a glass of water. Apparently, that's game because later on, I was like, kind of waxed. I'm like, "Oh, and you brought me that water." And then he said, "Yeah, girls always like when you do that." And I said, "That was game," and I felt lied to. So just know, they scheming out here. Can't trust nothing. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, you just it's like, okay, noted. And then here comes that. Shoot your shot, young man. Shoot your shot, young man. 
supposed to. She, she missed every part. She don't take. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's move on a little bit. So let's move into what do we think that Octavia would think about this episode, Charlene? We might get what Charlene is thinking because she hits you. You look like you're having feelings about what you just learned. <laughs> no, I think I said, I think I said, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time mm-hmm. here because I actually want to propose that we um, spend some time somewhere else. I think that Octavia would con- would still consider it interesting. I think that she would still be like, okay, this is what you're choosing. Right, let's, see how, <laughs> let's, let's see where this goes. Let's see where this goes. I think that probably if we were able to have audience with her over, you know, a drink or, you know, whatever laid back um, expression of libation she was into, we might hear some shit talk, you no. know, she might be like, you know, bad contracts, you know, I guess they got them to sign off on this, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um, not to toot our horn, but to toot toot. I think she'd really love that we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think she'd come on the show, <laughs> you know. But but what I what I was wanting to propose is, well, one, to acknowledge that we just spent the first 46 minutes of the show talking about whiteness. And... Well, I think that's what, appropriate for the episode. Sure, sure. But like, what if we talk a little bit about our black characters and that the family now? Because I don't think that they have to be a footnote unless we make them that. They've created the opportunity for the for the white people to have this experience. Mm-hmm. So I mean, because we see folks that have connections. There's a moment in the sh- in the episode where we find out how far away. Um, you know, they are from the people that they had met. She had met the last time. Oh, yeah. So it makes me think about, you know, distance and mm-hmm. and moving people around and sort of um, the relocation that happened among black families, mm. you know, mm-hmm. in in uh, across plantations, across so much of the geography of mm-hmm. the planet. You know, I think you're doing a lot of work based on very little raw material from the episode. Oh, okay. I don't know if the episode really warranted everything that you just said. Because, again... You don't think it's there on the screen? I don't think it's there on the screen. Because, again, so much of the episode... Again, if we are if we going to micro-focus on this episode, the 46 minutes of this episode, so much of it was about the white people. This episode, you didn't, you mentioned it was 46 minutes. It, 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 no, no, no. I was saying the 46, first 46 uh, minutes of oh, oh, Right, right, okay. right. I meant the 46 minutes of, I'm sorry, of, of the episode of Kindred. Right. Sure. But, I, but either way, I was going to say this episode felt quick. It felt like. I didn't think so. Yeah, I didn't. I thought this, I thought that it dragged. Might, that might be my own stuff coming out. Sure. Yeah. But, but, but to your point, like, like Vince said, I don't think the family is mentioned to agree, she talks about her, 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 her mom. She talked to uh, her and Ruth just talk about how how long it had been since you know she had been there in his time because mm-hmm. it had been a couple of months. Um, and you do get to see at least a window into how the slaves are living in this space, how the, the how they are being moved around, um, and they are pretty much the the property of the white people there. Um, the enslaved people. The enslaved people. That's how slavery works. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know how much real 
meat on the bones is there. So I will say the first time I watched it and when um, Mrs. Whalen, you know, tells Kevin that basically she wants Dana upstairs. And, you know, it's like, okay, fine. So the first time I'm watching it, it didn't even click. But the second time I was like, she's sleeping in Sabina's bed. So that little girl, when she kind of looks up, I kind of interpreted that, that she was like, maybe she came back or, you know, whatever, whatever. And then when she sees this Dana, she doesn't even say anything. She just rolls over and cries quietly. So to think, talk about like the black people and the black experience, it's like there's this constant suffering, but it's done in secret. It's done in quiet. You know, she can't. You know, she can't cry outside of that room. She can't cry when when she's, you know, supposed to be serving or whatever. You know, that it would be like, what's wrong with you, girl? Da, da, da. As if you didn't just take her, I'm assuming maybe grandmother or aunt or whoever, you know, again, and the separation just happened and she's suffering quietly. But then at the same time, and then, boom, but we've got, you know, Mrs. Whalen acting like a frantic fool, mm-hmm. um, which I also, I I had notes on that just because it's like, yeah, and that's like the weapon, that's how, that's the weapon of white women. Mm-hmm. It's like all they have is their hysteria because it's like they pinned you down and to shove drugs down your throat and then set you in the corner. Like that's what the men in the room think about you. So all she has is her hysteria to get attention. And even how she deals with Rufus, it's mm-hmm. that. Right. It's that hysteria. But again, we spent so much time on her crying over nothing. And then there's real tears being cried. But that has to be done in the dark and the quiet. And, then, you, know? and you know, you do make a good point. And so I do apologize. It's OK. This is my work. This is literally the work that I do in the archives is like you have to pay attention yeah. to the subtext. Mm-hmm. When the white people are talking, they're usually talking about black life in relation to them. So I have to say that there's a reason why the episode is named Sabina. Yeah. Like, so, like, we have to take notice of that, of the fact that even we can erase our people from episodes because we don't see them. Right. But their presence is completely implied. They built the house that they live in. They are washing the floors. They're reading to the child. They've taken him off the, out the harm's way. They're being transported in time to save the day. And even, and bringing it back to the white, uh, the wife again, it's like when she's kind of fussing over Rufus, everything is like, do you want such and such to come in and fan Do you want the cake Aunt Sarah making? Mm -hmm. Put the icing on it. But it's like, but you're not doing any of the labor. We're just doing, you know, you're doing the, um, the, uh, the the op, uh, what is the word I want to use? Gosh, sorry, but the performance, the performance, the performance, yeah. the performance yeah. care. Yeah. But you're not actually doing the caring. Yeah, and right. The reality is that the people that we don't see that it that are very easy to kind of gloss over are the enslaved folks on that particular plantation who saw this woman arrive with potentially the devil. Mm. Right. She has to assure them, no, it's not the devil. It's just another white man. Like, he's my friend. Right. Like, so all of this, we're we're not the imbeciles that white people make us out to be. Right. right? So what we need to remember is that there are black, there are at least 20 black people on that plantation who now have, are having conversations, are whispering secrets, are mourning the loss of whoever, are mm-hmm. wondering how they're going to get her connected back with who she, they know she needs to connect with. There's a underground 
Mm. Right. There's an underground set of communications and lives that are happening. I, I think my problem is so much of it is off screen. Like so much of it is off screen. So much of it, like we keep using the words imply. Mm -hmm. We have to infer it. We have to interpret. We have to, you know, the word subtext. And that is not, that is the choice that the show made. Like the show made the decision that this is what I'm going to depict on screen. So then back to what I just said, we have to do the work as the viewer to pull it and well that's a choice that they made yeah, but we that's a choice episode we haven't three. seen episode right three. so this for me but, this conversation right is a saving grace for the person who did the adaptation the writer what's his name brandon jacob jenkins yes. yeah yeah because uh, i'm like maybe i think brandon probably did yeah. this on purpose there's a reason why oh. it's named sabina right and it's early on it's early it's on so get that early. depiction get that yeah. world out of that i just want to uh uh, recognize uh, Turk Ra is in the chat and he says Mrs. Whalen is a Karen relatively new slang for the way white women have always been allowed to behave in this country well Very again true. and can we get to the book now <laughs> let's get to the book let's get to BVS and again book one of the radical things Mrs. Whalen for me the most accurate book to page book to screen adaptation is Mrs. Whalen yeah because Octavia Butler captured that in the 70s, mm -hmm. what we would call a Karen now, what we call weaponizing white tears, what we call the hysteria. Octavia Butler nailed that when the book came out. And, and, and it's right there. It's right there because she is, you know, we want to say, oh, she's a Karen, but it's like everything else with Octavia Butler. We're catching up to Octavia Butler. Yeah, what's interesting is we haven't used the language of patriarchy yet. And right. that's actually a part of the his the even that word hysteria is yeah. is from white man derived gynecology. Yeah. So like so we it's all a all of the conditions that people are experiencing are from the imagination of a white man. Right. Um so I I yeah, Miss Whalen is though. Which is why it bothers me wow. so much. Like it actually bothered me in the book. It, okay, so so in the book, first of all, you spend so much time with her in the past, her being Dana by herself. But then you have that wonderful flashback where she talks about she and Kevin's courtship. And there are all of these wonderful moments in their courtship where you see Kevin is a white man that is in this continuity with the Whalens. She talks about Kevin's eyes look like Tom Whalen's eyes mm -hmm. throughout the book. She talks about how he used those eyes to intimidate people. This is before mm -hmm. they met. She talks about, I love there's this moment where they get married and Kevin is like, I want you to type my manuscript. Right. And she's <laughs> like, you know, never ask me that again. And then that becomes a little sticking point. And then when they go in the past, all of this, oh, what are we going to do? Kevin is a, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm her master. She's my, and then Kevin slides right into it because this is a part of white masculinity that hasn't really changed. 
So again, I, I, I was like, this is some bullshit. This white man just sort of, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I don't, oh, I don't know what to do. It's like, come on, man, stop. Like, this is a, like, you're 30 years old. Mm. You're a 30-year-old white man in America. You know how to do this. You good. I'm going to give you about 15 minutes, but but you good. I mean, he went and played that piano. Right. And got with Ms. Whalen and, and actually, oh, again, instead of doing the thing he could have done, caping for Dana and being calculated and figuring out how to get Dana more safety. Which he does in the book. More safety. Mm-hmm. He goes and he actually, that piano playing puts him in a position where he's now, what's the word? He's sympathizing mm-hmm. with Miss Whalen. Yeah. With yeah. his mama. Yeah. You know, he's underwhelming to me. <laughs> I think he's actually propaganda. Like, I think he's actually, yeah, I think he's actually, this is some bullshit propaganda. Again, this is not he's a graphic tee. No, no, look, I'm a white guy. I mean, well, like, like, I th- I think I think there is this real societal effort to humanize and defang this white maleness and say, you know, there's a certain type of white guy that does this, but I'm not that kind of white guy, as opposed to. I have all this shit inside me, just like we all have this shit inside, and I have to work to address it. But I think Mm -hmm. that is, and I think, again, whether we're talking about Harry in Parable of the Sower, who is almost one of my favorite Butler characters, we're talking about Kevin in this, we're talking about, um, shit, I had a third example of a white guy, and then I just lost him. You're talking about from uh, Fledgling? I don't know his name. Though. The white guy in Fledgling. You know who I'm thinking. Butler always throughout her career had something to say. Again, we're catching up with Butler. Butler always had this critique of white maleness and the sort of toxicity built in. And, you know, and she didn't say, oh, the, you know, they're 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 irredeemable. You no. throw them away. But she very much said it's in there and you got to deal with it. And for Kevin and then, you know, look, it's only the second episode. Maybe he's doing things out of order. But, you know, from the first episode, I I don't I don't like these decisions with Kevin. I don't like the low. I don't like lovable, lovable doofus Kevin. Well, the doofus character. Can I just make me say this one thing? The do the doofus characters. The white doofus characters in Octavia Butler's books are always the most dangerous. Do you remember in Wild Seed Mm -hmm. on the ship, Mm -hmm. the two brothers, the one that Anyanwu has like a connection with, the blonde? Yes. And then the other brother who is the doofus. Yeah. And he attempts to rape her. Yes. But even that, if that is... I'm just saying. No, no, no. I hear you. That I feel like I'm picking up on what you're right, putting right. down and simply marking yeah. that if he's not that white man that Octavia's built for us, right? As like a main character, white white man. There are other supporting characters that we have met in her work that have proven to be very dangerous in this like doofus per. Doofus well, per- I think the two characters in Wild Sea that you're talking about. The difference between those and these, like, these are three modern white men. 
Like they are like, again, I'm like, I think it's very easy. And I think we do it a lot in America where we say that was the past. That's what those people did in the past. Again, I'm a modern man. I would never, I would have voted for Obama a third time. But then that's in them. Mm -hmm. And sort of addressing that is, is in my mind what made Kevin such a powerful character. Like Kevin wasn't on a ship and, you know, trying to figure out. So like Kevin isn't in 18, whatever, like Kevin is in the now. And then he, you know, the now. saying maybe he's more dangerous than you think. Maybe, Maybe this is a setup for another, for the emergence of more of Brandon's take on Octavius. Well, I hope so. Well, and I was going to say, now if they, assuming they do this, but in the book, Dana goes back home without Kevin. Right. And so Kevin is there right. for, I don't know how it. I think like five years. Yeah. I was like, it's, I, yeah. I know it's a long time. Yeah. So maybe this is to juxtapose the Kevin, if they go that route that we might see later, yeah. that somebody who is now acclimated. And just like you said, and so now you've seen this, this harmless, harmless white man or seemingly right. become. The monster. Once again, I don't. Oh, that's, I, that's interesting. I don't know how this Kevin is going to survive for five years. I'm just saying, but I'm, I'm curious about that. But I mean, but I think that would that would be the thing. I mean, because yeah. I feel like this. That's the thing with like that's slavery. So easy. It just taints everything. And so, yes. so when you stay in it, you become it. Right. Yeah. You know you're I mean? talking about. You and, don't know how this Kevin. Like this Kevin. Like the Kevin that they present. One could argue that just going back, what we see in this episode. Might have, like you said, if Dana wasn't there, stuff might have might have blown up. But just because of how he looks and now, because as you point out, the scene between him and Miss Whalen, because I didn't even know to know about him being possibly being left back there. Yeah. He is now left back there and you have that. So there's somebody that he's commiserated with on whatever level. And I think she was feeling them because when they came, he was like, she was like, who is that? Before well, she realized that Rufus was hurt. Well, yeah. remember, you know, if we're doing the book part, her whole deal was, you, you know, there's a Christian household. You can't have your your niggress in the room with you. And Kevin tells her at one point, oh, yeah, that ain't, it ain't about that because she's throwing herself at me. Mm-hmm. So in Kevin, book Kevin's defense, remember, during that those five years, he becomes an abolitionist. So. Oh, interesting. Almost gets killed because he's uh, after the John Brown uprising. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, it gets real hot in the streets. Yeah. And he says he gets run out of town. Oh, yeah, okay. So, but this Kevin just doesn't strike me like I'm going to become I don't think that's where they're going to take it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. And I, don't I, don't and so. I was traveling up and down the coast and I was riding. Okay, no, I don't see him taking it there. But, like, ooh, this, but being left back in the five, ooh, is that, this is that there? I can see that. <laughs> we get to like... At the episode where she comes back and he's been there for some time and he's now wearing like a lot of leather and looks cool. <laughs> right, I'm right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> this will be my last ripples in time. Last episode. Uh, I'm not going to be able to take it. I hope they don't. I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't. Send I mean, five years is a long time and you don't get like five years. You could. They're going to give him the Fabio treatment, really? I'm not gonna be okay with I am I am I am keeping my eye on this Kevin situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like like I thought the mother situation had me concerned, but this Kevin situation has given me pause. 
I, I, I can tell. And when I said, oh my God, that's so crazy. When you said, I don't know if, I don't know if Kevin will survive. <laughs> like none of us have said, I don't know if Dana will survive. Look, I don't know if, look, you know, Miss Wellen might not be there. No episode. She might be there. We don't know what's going to happen in this. <laughs> Dana going to get psychic powers and she going to shoot them out. And now they part of the pattern. And now it's a patternist story. We don't know what's happening. It's crazy. Because they have beers Dana, so far. Right. The... Dana going to be a vampire? We don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> that would be cool. Sure, what? We'll be angry. <laughs> Why in the wrong Well, I'll just sit there like, I don't know what I'm for. <laughs> this is genre fiction at its finest. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. You know? Like, you know, hey. That's cool. So, uh, so it sounds like the direction that this episode that's taken is again far, far from the book, and not to your liking so far. So, so that's real strong, not to my liking. Yeah, it's whatever. That's I, real I strong care. right there. But, but yeah. see, but, but it's whatever. It's that doesn't strong. sound liking. That sounds like it's just like uh I gotta watch it. What you're on? You're lo- you're along for the ride. It's look, like I'm man. I'm on the ride. Look, man. Yeah. Okay, but you're on the on the ride. Here's the thing. It's you... a Philly street. <laughs> look, man. I'm along for the ride. Nandi Okiafor with Viola Davis's production company is developing Wild Seed. Yes. I. That is what I keep on the forefront. We look. Because it can't be another. Everybody watch Kindred. We got to make Kindred a hit and make it good. Kindred has to make all the money because Nandi Okiafor is developing Wild Seed for Viola Davis's production company. And we need that to happen. Okay. Okay. So you need people to be supporting Kindred. Okay. We need to support Kindred. Yes. It's easy to support something if we are all in on it and we are feeling it. Yes. Are you feeling Kindred? I am all in on Kindred and I am feeling it. Clearly. Okay. Nandi Okia 4 is sitting somewhere right now. You don't have to like it to feel it. That's right. We are having visceral experience. (laughs) Right, right. right. (laughs) We're only on episode two and we are lit. Right. And in, in, in the show's defense, some of us, and I might be some, like, literally, we've been waiting 30 years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. To see some butler on screen. Waiting 20. So, you know, this is a luxury, the fact that we can talk about what we do and do not like about an adaptation of Octavia Butler on screen. It's true. Very true. And not the Okia for <laughs> Developing wild, He's developing seed. wild seed with Viola all the Viola Davis with Viola Davis's production company. I think Amazon is already attached. Oh, that's fine. Wild seed is my one. That's it. That's right the there. one you want to yeah, do. Yeah, wild seed is the one I, that I that I hand to people. Now, I would say I need to claim something real. Okay. Soon. I would claim not only Lilith Tribble, but also Anya Anwu Tribble. Go ahead, claim it. Because I also feel mm-hmm. that. Wild Seed is the one. I think part of the challenge with Kindred mm-hmm. is that we are in a moment where it is where, where many of us have decided we are not going to engage with trauma. We are not going to engage 
with 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 the way slavery is oftentimes depicted. Something you said about they, you, you know, it's like we, we're going to we're going to show how bad it is, but we're not going to really show how bad it is. Like in a lot of ways, it's a no win situation, right? Mm-hmm. In twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two when it was me, like you can't soft coat it mm-hmm. because that's disrespectful. But on the other hand, many of us don't want to deal with this in our entertainment, in our so and 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 the problem is that for so many years, Kindred was the Octavia Butler book, right? That everyone got handed, but but something and and this has been my mantra for years: like all of us are catching up to Octavia Butler, like. Kindred was the book that you handed to people because that was the book that everybody could handle. Could relate to. Like all that weird shit. Nobody was really like, 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 like like the term Afrofuturism wasn't even a term. Yeah. In 1990. 2023, I think in a lot of ways we've caught up to her. So there's something like Wild Seed. Something like Parable of the Sower. Mm-hmm. Very palatable. I think the yeah. average consumer of entertainment can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, like between mm-hmm. the video games and the comic books and and and, and everything. Like, I think, but by, t- by the time we catch up, it's a bit late. And I think that Kindred is it is twenty years too late. Yes, it, that's one hundred percent what I'm saying. That's one hundred percent what I'm saying. Actually to sit next to, and I think I said this during our initial meeting, that Kindred coming out during the holidays felt a lot like Roots. Mm -hmm. Like having Roots on the television, you know, to watch and everyone gathers around. It felt like that kind, we were given it as Roots the gift. Look. Right? We needed Kindred to sit next to it because truly Kindred is a story that is for black people to reckon with having ancestors right. that are of the slaveholding right. class. Right. Mm. And so many of us, I, I, I literally just said this, and again, this is like, this is my work, is like, you know, searching the archives for the evidence of, of our lives that were not written about, that, mm-hmm. that Octavia, that Tony, that... Alice, like That's so many right. people have given us right. some some eyes on. Right. Because all we are are parcels and sort of shipments in these logs in the city archive, you know? We're we're illustrations by a curious white man, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I I I'm I feel it. I'm feeling it. Yeah, but it is a very visceral. Re- it's a very visceral experience because it, I know that it's late. I know that what I was going to say is this: this past week, I just said to someone, "Yeah, they asked me if I'd ever been to Scotland. I have a friend there now." I said, "No, I'm kind of haven't been ready to kind of deal with that side of my family because mm-hmm. I know that I'm Scottish and Welsh from my Caribbean family." from St. Vincent, from Trinidad, from Guyana. There's probably some Dutch in there. There's Indian from India. There's, you know, all of this mixation that a lot of that 
is was not by choice. Right. And I explained it. I was like, you know, some of it, it was not by choice, but eventually came, you know, about through more honest means, I'm sure. But this was a this was a gift to us. Kindred is a gift to us for us to be able to reckon with with this. And I don't I don't think it's too little too late, but I think that it is I think that it could have done something else well, then. Well, even that, when you talk about what themes and ideas are foregrounded in the text yes. versus the show, in the book, within, I mean, you, you, you know, I just reread it maybe two or three weeks ago. You're rereading it now. Mm-hmm. Like, very early in the book, you find out that Rufus is her direct ancestor. Mm-hmm. Like, she talks about looking through the family archives. It's... You know, it's kind of gallows humor and kind of funny. And she sees, you know, she knows her great great her great great grandfather's name was Rufus, but his name was Rufus. Right. So she just thought he was a black dude. Right. So she has like that's part of the entire book. Right. Her grappling with just what you're saying, and I don't know if this is eight episodes. We're one fourth of the way through it. And I know I've read interviews with him where, you know, he's envisioned a multi-season exploration oh. of it. And, yeah, I know. Of it. That's going to be very difficult. I don't it like this. I, I mean, you know, I don't know when that part is coming in, because like you, to me, that's that was the most powerful part of the book. But again, talking about it being 20 years too late. It, it's like in, in those names that you write, it's so funny. I was, cause I was looking up some stuff cause it, you know, it's part of that, part of that, 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 um, generation of postmodern slave narratives that came out in the late seventies and early eighties. So, you know, you said Tony, you know, you're talking about beloved, obviously mm-hmm. talking about Ishmael Reed flight to Canada. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the middle passage with Charles Johnson. You know, you're talking about all these books that, that kind of were grappling with this in the 80s and 90s but it's 2023 so we deal with it differently and and again i i think i think for many of us who love octavia butler it's because of some of the other work that she did that that you know kind of keeps us there like 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 when we reread i don't know how many of us are like many of us, you know, we talk about Parable of the Sower, which is her songs in the key of life. But, um, you know, fledgling, it's her last, you know, like I said, I'm a wild seat dude. So I, I'm, 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 I am moved. I'm on board. I'm with it. I'm there. I just would think it would have been really interesting if this show or adaptation of the book, maybe not necessarily the show as is. And it's as it's being presented so far to be fair we're only two we've only watched two episodes mm-hmm. uh, well i've only watched two episodes i don't know what y'all have done yeah uh, <laughs> we're only going to um we are as much and that's why we feel like yeah. it we don't know what it's like we're real know what's gonna happen but <laughs> I, it would have been i think it would have been very interesting if this book had been moved into adaptation in the wake of something like uh, HBO's Watchmen and Lovecraft Country. That would have been so interesting. I think like, I loved com- those two being together. And I think following like those shows and trying and following the the wave of 
you know, the genre fiction of it all, but the reconciling with our history that both of those do. Um, and none of them, neither of them, if I remember, really touch in this area, this time period that Kindred touches on. Mm -hmm. I, I think it would have been very interesting if it, it had come out in that week and and, and follow those those shows leads a little yeah. bit more. It could have even, and we should, I'm going to rewatch it, Harriet, the film with. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. That is this time. I'm going to rewatch that and and bring that to the to the next episode. Very good. Very cool. Yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if there is nothing else anyone wants to leave, we are going to say adieu until next Thursday. Next Thursday, when we return with episode three of Ripples in Time, the Kindred podcast, we are reviewing every episode, episode by episode of mm -hmm. Kindred that is streaming now on FX and Hulu. Um, if you have any questions, any thoughts and concerns, thanks for all of you that have been um, chiming in on the chat, um, dealing with some some visual and some audio problems I I, I was oh, no. dealing with. But I, we got them straightened out. We got them straightened out. Um, I was working on a low. Um, <laughs> but thank you, each and every one of you. If you want to email us all of your thoughts, email us at mission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram as well as on Twitter at Mission. Subscribe to us on YouTube uh, me, slash Mission, and tell a friend. Tell a friend about all the cool things that the Michel Mission is doing. Uh, the Michel Mission will be returning next Tuesday with our live stream review of The Outside Story from 2020 starring Oh, excuse me. I, thank you, Vincent. Amen. Because it's a very special day. We have moved to teamwork, Monday. making dream work. We're doing it on Monday this week. Uh, so Monday at 7 p.m., we will be live streaming our review of The Outside Story with Brian Tyree Henry and Nico Martin Green. So listen to our review so that you can be prepared for our live film screening <laughs> of The Outside Story January 21st. That is a Saturday at City Winery here in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale right now. Go to citywinery.com slash Philadelphia and join Vincent and I as we do a fun top five list, a live Six Degrees of Dervell Martin, and we screen the entire film, The Outside Story. And and I've talked to City Winery, and they want to let me bring in some pretzel bites. And I actually <laughs> have some pretzel bites for you. You want some pretzel bites, Vincent? No. Okay. No, I don't want any pretzel bites. All right. Where can the missionaries get in touch with with you, Ariel, Charlin? Um, well, you can still catch me on all things Amalgam. That's Amalgam Philly on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for now, and TikTok. Uh, yeah, and we have some exciting news coming soon, so follow us there. I know, Amalgam 2.0. I was I about to say. I have had, the, I was about to say, the blurred streets. <laughs> yeah, the blurred streets were hot by Amalgam <laughs> today. Yeah, I don't, everybody's like, uh-huh. Yo, yo, what's, what's this Amalgam 2.0? Yo, yo. <laughs> Talk to her. All the blurs in Philly had to deal with, with, with situations today. 
and no information. <laughs> and no information. I know people have so many questions. I'm gonna. I, there will be a video to address all the questions. I, I, I can't be answering everybody, but there were people were like, "Now wait a minute." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, which I and I appreciate the love. So yeah, some news coming soon. All right. Yeah. Charlene. Oh, I can be found on Instagram at underscore oro o r o or v o r i underscore. And that's the only platform that I'm really dealing with. All right. I that feel like a show, Vincent? It feels like a show to me. All right. Then we are going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, be safe in the streets. Peace.